good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, he didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagiwina. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Chujunk, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. Mm-hmm. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is brought to you by the city of Minneapolis. Yeah, and we are Native Roots Radio Presents... Minneapolis Air, and we have our guest host, Christine McDonald, on here, and we are ready to rock and roll with her guest. Welcome, and what a day here. Uh, Happy Valentine's and MMIR Day, Uh, Christine. It was great seeing you and seeing all the great speakers today. Yeah, it was a wonderful event. I was really excited to be there. Um, It was so well attended. There were so many people, um, and it was a beautiful morning. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Haley was there, and we had the uh, proclamation by the governor. We had State Senator Mary Kunish and a couple other politicians. And, of course, uh, somberness of names of our relatives that are still missing out there. And uh, it was um, great to see all our relatives and also um, very uh, great to have uh, our uh, names brought out there and brought out into the light. And so... Mm -hmm. It was it was a good thing. So hey, we we got another show here with Minneapolis Air. And if you want to discuss so what Air stands for for our listening audience, and then bring in your guests. Okay. So, uh, I am Christine McDonald. I'm the American Indian Community Specialist for the City of Minneapolis, and we have a Minneapolis Air on the radio, Minneapolis American Indian Relations where we are going to be bringing information that is uh, important for our community to learn about. And today we're going to talk about the Community Connections Conference and what the city of Minneapolis is doing for sex trafficking. Um, Every year the city holds a special event called the Community Connections Conference and Green Zone Summit. And this year's event is coming up in just a couple of days. With us to talk about that is Erica Myers from the Neighborhood and Community Relations Department and Northside Green Zone member, Leslie Jackson. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. So can you, um, Erica, how about you? Can you start by telling us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. Um, So I work at the Neighborhood and Community Relations Department through the City of Minneapolis. I'm a Neighborhood Support Specialist. And this year, I'm also one of the co-coordinators, along with our lovely host, Christine McDonald, of the Community Connections Conference. Thank you. Leslie, can you tell us about yourself? Uh, Sure. Um, I'm a Northside member of the Green Zones, and I'm here coordinating along with the Minneapolis Connect to talk about our summit today and what we have going on this weekend. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. Erica, can you tell us what is the Community Connections Conference? Absolutely. 
The Minneapolis um, Community Connections Conference is a fun, free, engaging annual event hosted by the City of Minneapolis's Neighborhood and Community Relations Department. The conference brings together people living in Minneapolis, community groups, neighborhoods, local government, and elected officials. It's a great place to connect with your neighbors, meet the people behind important city departments, city leaders, and learn about community services. Everyone is invited, so we hope to see everyone there. It's actually happening this Saturday, February 17th, from 9 to 4 at the Minneapolis Convention Center in downtown Minneapolis. We'll be on the first floor in Hall E. And you can pre-register online now, or you can do it in person when you arrive. And you can find out all this information and register at minneapolismn.gov ccc. Thank you. Leslie, um, can you tell us what is the Green Zone Summit? It's an event hosted by the North and South Side Green Zones in partner with the Community Connection Conference. The, summer, the summit rise, raises awareness for the Minneapolis Green Zones and the community. It's a space to bring people together to address our environmental issues and in Minneapolis. So that's what I like to say. I'm a little nervous, so please forgive yeah. me. <laughs> no problem. Um, are you, can you tell us more about what are green zones and what is environmental justice? Well, the green zones are, um, they have board, we have, a sections that are boarded off in our city that's heavily polluted and contaminated that affects the residents there. And there's entities within the green zones like different factories and um, contaminants in buildings that were there. And they were mapped out by the city of Minneapolis um, team and the zoning to label which ones are highly contaminate, have contaminants that affect the residents and the health and the well-being. The environmental justice is, um, that that's something that affects us all. And there's many different aspects to environmental justice. It could be the air, the water, the soil, people identify it with imprisonment, um, the trafficking and things like that. So what the green zones is we, um, aim to correct the injustice that's placed upon our communities to make it a better, healthy, safer environment for all that live in the green zones and our city with, within, because as you know, Minneapolis connects north and south and it's only a minutes away, but we all are affected by different things that plague us. And it's all nations of people that are affected by it. So I'm just happy to be a, a Green Zone member to utilize my education to help those in our community that need the awareness and what the Green Zones brings that people don't know. So I call us the unsung heroes because we fight injustices that plague us, the lead and the air and the water. Mm. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's really important work. Thank you. Uh, can you, uh, is this the first time that the city is doing something like this? Is this the first conference, Erica? No, actually, um, our department, uh, NCR, has been organizing these um, conferences since 2012. So this year is the city's 11th event. Beautiful. Leslie, can you tell us if this is the first Green Zone Summit that the city's held? 
actually, this is our third year, and we're so happy to be partnering with the Minneapolis Community Connection. I mean, it's just a great excitement for us and how the everything is set up. So just happy to be a part of this convention. We're happy to join, happy to have you join us each year. Thank you. Erica, why is the city organizing this event? So we're hosting this conference so that community members, city departments, and decision makers can connect and build relationships. We also are hosting it so that residents can learn about programs and policies that affect them. And ultimately, we really want all communities to feel welcome and to be able to get involved in local decision making. And our conference theme this year is Open City, Your Minneapolis. And with that theme, we really want to focus on making Minneapolis a transparent, accessible city. And being an open city means being open to everyone, open to new ideas, and open to business. Thank you. Do we just have one more minute left? Do right. we want to uh, just shout out any websites or links where we can find more information about these? Yep. Well, let me remind folks that this is a completely free event to attend. It's on this Saturday, February 17th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Um, you can pre-register. That is really helpful for us to help plan out our lunch for the day, which is also completely free. Um, or else you can register on site at the event. Um, but our website is www.minneapolismn.gov backslash ccc and you can find out all the information for the day all right hey let's take a quick break this is native roots radio presents minneapolis air american indian relationships guest host christine mcdonald leading the way and we'll be right back after this short break stay with us Ho. when we heal from our traumas when we face our fears let go of our addictions when we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be, be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's native communities. Minneapolis Air dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis Air on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. As we pack away the ornaments and bid farewell to the holiday season, it's time to unwrap the gift that keeps on giving, getting protected by a COVID-19 vaccination. This is your chance to make a difference, especially as our Native communities face higher COVID numbers. Those higher numbers underscore the need for collective action. So answer the call and get vaccinated. The latest vaccines are not just authorized, but they're proven effective against the current variants. This is extra protection, even if you've already had previous vaccines, since previous vaccines will eventually wear off. Plus, the new shots are FDA approved for ages six months and up. A COVID vaccine is not just a shot. It's a pledge to safeguard the wisdom and stories handed down by our elders. So join the movement, get vaccinated, and make 2024 the healthiest year ever ever securing a brighter future for our native community. 
For more information, including details about clinics offering free vaccines, visit vaccines.gov. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the city of Minneapolis. Right on. And hey, we're Native Roots Radio and we're uh, partnering with uh, Minneapolis Air and we got our guest host, Christine McDonald, doing a great job here. Great job, everyone. Very informative and welcome back. Christine, I think you might be muted. It might be muted, Christine. We'll get you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> We're going to keep having our conversation here about the Minneapolis Connections Community Connections Conference. Um, we have, uh, it's a really large event. We have a huge showing. We have about anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200 people that usually come. Um, Erica, can you tell us more about what people can expect to see when they come to our conference? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's going to be a lot for people to see and do and interact with. Um, people can expect to see so many things. There are a lot of opportunities to learn, connect, and enjoy being in community. In addition to the exhibit hall with over 200 booths, there'll be an opening ceremony with cultural performances, morning breakout sessions, a delicious free lunch, and an afternoon session focused on the child-friendly city initiative and public safety. So registration table and exhibit hall will both open at nine in the morning. And some of the fun things that you can find in the exhibit hall will be a fire truck, um, a free on-site COVID vaccine clinic. There's no insurance is needed. It's free. Um, fun activities for kids, including an indoor soccer field and even live animals from the Minnesota Zoo booth. At some of the other booths, you can learn about what all the different departments at the city of Minneapolis do, immigration and other legal help, opioid resources, CPR, and you can actually practice CPR on a mannequin, air pollution monitoring. There's also gonna be a booth where you can learn about jobs and paid internships for youth um, with the city of Minneapolis, Minneapolis parks, state of Minnesota and others. And you can meet HR staff and learn what it's like to work for the city. Information about how to start a green career and so much others. Um, in the morning, we have a number of workshops with topics including renters' rights, home ownership, making voting a tradition, and the Urban Scholars Program. And then at lunch, we have a free delicious lunch with a diverse menu with six different local vendors. Um, this will include halal and vegan food options. And then finally, in the afternoon, we have a community dialogue about youth and public safety led by youth from the Youth Coordinating Board. Thank you. Um, just a couple of things that I want to point out that's specific for our community. During our opening ceremony, we've invited Miss Go Give Me One Poopart Chapman um, to be a part of that opening ceremony, and she'll be uh, doing a fancy shawl dance for us there. And then if you're coming for lunch, our free lunch, um, we have invited uh, the Powell Grounds to be there and they're gonna be providing Indian tacos. So fried red tacos, if you've never had one before, this is a great time to come through and try it out and check out our conference. Leslie, can you tell us more about what the Green Zone Summit is gonna have on site that day? Well, we'll have workshops and several exhibits, all of all different projects that lead up, that are doing, that are happening and leading into the Green Zones. Um, so we have highlights, we have re 
recycling basic workshops with Rusty and the crew. Kids can come up and meet Rusty and take photos with their recite with their mascot. And then we have um, different hubs from the Environmental Resili Resilience um, Organization from East Phillips. And so they have all different types of things where you can learn what's going on in our in our city. And then we also will have a virtual green zone environmental justice tour. It's virtual and you can see all the different sites um, that are in the green zones that we have going on. So we have a virtual tour. It's you, are, you could even sign up to take a live bus tour of that. Um, we also have workshops with cl climate grants and um, green jobs, clean air, healthy homes, different different goals and things that people want to see with the equity plan. Um, you can stop by our section in exhibit hall. <laughs> so we're going to have exhibit there. And it's um, we're going to have um, different little things to give away. We're going to have our green zone t-shirts and things like that so people can come and check it out and you know just a lot of different activities that will be happening on the 17th 9 to 4 p.m so it's, it's just a, a big uh, collaboration of activities that has been going on in the green zones and um, different projects that the green zones have um, funded through the community so we do a lot of um, support to different projects that the community is doing and a lot of people will be there exhibiting what they do so thank you again for having us i'm sorry i'm tongue-tied <laughs> no you're doing great thank you so much we really enjoy having you um it's a lot of great information that the community is able to get from you and then erica so we have um just one workshop planned for the afternoon can you tell us more about what that community dialogue is going to be about that's going to happen that afternoon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're pretty excited about it. We have a number of uh, council members that and city leadership who have um, confirmed that they're going to be on site and partake in the dialogue. And so today, actually, the city of Minneapolis became the second city in the United States to be designated as a UNICEF USA child-friendly city. And so Minneapolis will write a three-year plan that prioritizes emergency preparedness, youth voice and decision-making, leadership, community safety, and child rights. And as a part of our ongoing engagement with young people and families, we invite everyone to join us and Minneapolis City Council members, the Minneapolis Youth Cabinet, the Minneapolis Youth Coordinating Board, and city leaders for this dialogue about how we should create a safe, healthy, and child-friendly city. Um, our discussion will focus on community safety, and it starts at 2 p.m. after lunch. And one of the other really exciting things about it is these conversations will be facilitated by youth from the Youth Coordinating Board. That's impressive. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so before we end this segment, can you, is there anything else that you want to mention about our conference that's coming up this Saturday? Yes. So we hope to see everyone this Saturday. Um, it's made possible only with you know the in collaboration with community so we really want to take a moment to thank our community partners aromia 11 the minneapolis american indian center trellis the lake street latino business association the disability law center the lao assistance center center point energy metro transit medica and excel energy 
And um, you don't need to drive downtown to come here. The Metro Transit is offering mm -hmm. free rides to the conference on their buses and light rail between seven and six on the conference day. So you just need to go to um, minneapolismn.gov slash CCC and download your free pass. Again, that's minneapolismn.gov slash CCC. The conference is this Saturday, February 17th, nine to four. We hope to see you all there. Thank you. Um, I think one of the things that we are doing this year, and I'm sure you brought it up, um, we usually have five different vendors for lunch um, representing our East African community, Latino, Southeast Asian, African American, American Indian. Um, one of the things we're doing this year is we're adding a completely, a, a, a vendor specifically for vegan and gluten-free. I know in the past we've had some um, people who didn't get there in time, weren't able to get it, um, but we usually have plenty of food. We've always had plenty of food. Um, that's one of the highlights of our event. Um, every year I invite people and when somebody new comes, they come up to me and like, man, I wish I would have came before. I had such a great time. It was way more fun than I expected it to be. Um, one of the other things that we have coming in is the Minneapolis Zoo. Erica, can you tell us anything about what they're bringing in? So I know that they have a number of animals slated to make an appearance. Um, for sure, I know that there's a hissing cockroach, um, a snake, and a millipede. And rumors are that a turtle might be on board as well. Turtle. No moose. I wanted a moose. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> you know what there will be though there's going to be the mounted police are going to be at the entrance um with the horses so there's an opportunity to meet the horses that um are part of the mounted unit and so that's pretty exciting as well that is really exciting i also know last year um the minnesota department of public safety had a number of exhibits there um do you know what some of those are and if they're returning this year well, I know that we will have a fire truck inside of the the exhibit hall. Um, there's also going to be um, a Metro Transit bus mm -hmm. and then a couple different SUVs that are used for. I'm sorry, I don't I don't have that on the tip of my tongue, but there's there's vehicles. There's an injector uh, like a seatbelt thing that, that you can one. test how um, seatbelts, you know, save lives. So. Um, there's a lot of great things to do and see and, and experience. And again, it's free mm -hmm. and we feed you. So we hope to see you all there. Yeah. The other thing that I think is important is um, we do provide interpretation services for folks that need it. So you're able to come and show up on site and register in language if needed. There'll be interpreters available for other places. Erica, are you able to share where else in the conference that we provide that? So we will have them for sure in the, in the, um, at the opening ceremony and then in the afternoon dialogue session. However, Perfect. if there are translation needs, you simply just need to go to the front desk, the registration desk, and they will set you up with um, interpreters. We have, Hey. We have about eight different people. Eight Jumping different people. right in. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio presents Minneapolis Air with guest host Christina McDonald. We'll be right back.
Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Hey, if you're like a lot of people, you're probably relieved that the holiday celebrations are over. But there's one thing that might stay with us from the holidays besides all those gifts. And that's COVID-19. Numbers from COVID are going up as we spend more time inside. And Native Americans are seeing even bigger case spikes. With all the indoor celebrations over the holidays, you may have unknowingly been exposed to someone with COVID-19. That's why it's important to stay vigilant. If you notice any symptoms like a fever, a tickle in the throat, or heavy fatigue, take an at-home test. They're still free and can be ordered at sayyeshometest.org. If you do test positive, you're eligible for free treatment, and no health insurance is required. Visit health.state.mn.us to connect with providers and receive your treatment. Let's make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. JNS Bean Factory is a Native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Eat Local Minnesota is a great way to find locally owned Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors. You'll find high quality food and unique eating experiences with dishes from around the world. Just visit eatlocalminnesota.com for your next meal. Bruner Supper Club invites you to Maggie's Lounge, an exciting new bar lounge. It's open Wednesdays through Sundays beginning at 4.30 for cocktails and light fare. And you don't need a ticket to enjoy the great atmosphere of Maggie's. So stop by Crooner's Supper Club off Moorlake and Highway 65 for dinner, drinks, and live music from both big-name local and national artists. Cafe Latte combines a cafe dining experience with gourmet quality food. Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout, along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from their ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the, the city of Minneapolis. Right on, and this is a Native Roots Radio Presents. Uh, Minneapolis Air and our guest host, uh, Kristen McDonald, is uh, doing a great job and the guests are doing great. Very informative. Take it away. Thank you for coming back and joining us today. 
Um, we were just finishing out talking about the Community Connections Conference. Um, I'll just ask Erica and Leslie if they have anything else that they want to add before we move on to our next guest. Nothing more to add except for we really, really want this to be a beautiful space for folks to come. Um, meet your elected officials, meet your neighbors, meet your community, meet the folks who provide services um, in our community. And we hope to see you there February 17th, 9 to 4, Minneapolis Convention Center. Thank you. This Saturday. This Saturday. Yes. I hope to see everybody, everybody there. We're going to have a great event. This is our third year running. Come and support come and get involved, come to green zone meetings, just, just be a part of our community that, you know, that we, we are alive. We're here. We survived and we continue to live. So come and join us. See everybody Saturday. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, and I'll definitely be there. I'll see you guys Saturday. So earlier today at Minneapolis, the Minneapolis, the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women's and Relatives March took place in the East Phillips neighborhood. It's a reminder that Native American people are at a disproportionate risk of experiencing violence, murder, or going missing and making up a significant portion of the missing and murdered cases. Um, these cases include instances of human trafficking, including sex and labor trafficking. It's estimated that as much as 40% of women who are victims of sex trafficking identify as American Indian, Alaska Native, or First Nations. Um, so now we're gonna take a look at human trafficking and what's being done by the city of Minneapolis to prevent it. Joining us now is Sunu Shretha. Uh, she is the Senior Advisor for Human Trafficking Prevention in the city's Racial Equity Inclusion and belonging department. Thank you for coming on with us today. Sunu, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, hi. Well, thank you very much for having me, Christine. It's so lovely to be here. Um, well, um, my name is Sunu Shrestha. I'm the city's senior advisor, and uh, my position is uh, housed in the new Department of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. Um, I joined the city on June 18 of 2018 to uh, develop a comprehensive blueprint aimed at guiding the city in addressing human trafficking and uh, exploitation holistically. Um, this initiative was fully funded by two national funders, Nova Foundation and Humanity United, and that entailed um, involving extensive engagement with internal stakeholders um, within the city enterprise and external stakeholders, including uh, survivors over the first two and a half years, um, which would uh, actually con conclude in a comprehensive document outlining list of policy recommendations, implementation of best practices and areas for improvement and investment, especially in services to end and prevent both sex and labor trafficking, as well as labor and sexual exploitation. Uh, my role includes um, currently overseeing a portfolio of work that intersects and overlaps with human trafficking and exploitation um, in the city and implementing the blueprint. Thank you. Can you tell us more about what is human trafficking? 
Um, yes, absolutely. Um, well, human trafficking involves force, fraud, or coercion to obtain a person for the purpose of sexual acts or forced labor. Or if someone is under the age of 18, the use of force, fraud, and coercion is irrelevant. And these are basically federal definitions and international definitions as well. Um, however, in Minnesota, the uh, elements of force, fraud, and coercion are not required as long as someone is involved in the facilitating of the sale of a per person and receiving profits from it. So basically, pimping is sex trafficking in Minnesota. And as noted by the Minnesota Human Trafficking Task Force and many other entities nationally and internationally, human trafficking is uh, a public health issue, it's a public safety issue, uh, it's human rights issue, and that occurs globally and as well as here in uh, Minnesota. Thank you. Um, are you, can you let us know a little bit more about why this work is important to the city and for the residents? Um, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think especially um, as we know more about um, what constitutes human trafficking, um, we now can characterize it as a multi-dimensional issue with intersecting vulnerabilities. Um, like I noted earlier, it's a matter of public health, public safety, and constitutes violations of individual individuals, human rights, and civil rights. And as a local municipal government, we have a very important role in ensuring that residents in Minneapolis feel safe and secure with their rights upheld. And in instances where their rights are violated, it's imperative that our existing mechanisms for recourses are accessible to all individuals. Um, we must also establish systems to protect vulnerable populations, especially from BIPOC communities and those identifying as LGBTQIA+, who are disproportionately impacted. As you noted, Christine, earlier, uh, Native Americans, Indigenous, um, Alaskans, women are disproportionately, disproportionately impacted by sex trafficking. Um, so um, I, I think um, now that um, the more we know about the different intersections, um, we need to ensure that our systems are in place to prevent harm, to prevent violence, uh, promote well-being, um, holistic well-being of our uh, residents, empower communities, and provide essential services to victims and survivors in their healing journey and recovery. And this healing and recovery journey looks very different to different people. And we yeah. need to ensure that we are being very mindful of those factors. And um, there are certainly different mechanisms, infrastructures and structures within the city enterprise, um, which carry uh, different functions. Um, and they all combined certainly helps to end and prevent human trafficking and exploitation in different uh, in different forms. Um, the different departments and divisions that are currently engaged and have been engaged in work are uh, Minneapolis 
health department, um, there's city attorney's office, there's civil rights department, especially complaint investigation and labor standards enforcement divisions within civil rights department. Um, there's office of immigrant and refugee affairs within uh, the department of neighborhood and community relations. Um, and uh, there's uh, there are housing liaisons in regulatory services. Uh, of course, Minneapolis Police Department, business licensing in uh, community planning and economic de uh, economic development department, um, and uh, IGR, which is intergovernmental relations department. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is um, that is something I wasn't even aware of. But all those departments that work together to provide services and prevention, are you? Are there trends um, that you've noticed in the community that have you concerned currently? Um, well, in the last few years, we've certainly uh, seen um, the intersections between homelessness and substance use disorders to be more apparent. Um, and I, I, I don't know if it's um, uh, or is if there's a way for us to definitively establish whether these intersections uh, represent emerging trends in Minneapolis or whether we are more aware um, and this more awareness, this heightened uh, awareness and knowledge and education has led us to recognize and acknowledge um, this uh, these interconnectedness um, with human trafficking more clearly now. Um, here, I do like to quickly note um, that homelessness among youth had been identified and acknowledged as one of the major uh, uh, factors contributing to the uh, exploitation, especially sexual exploitation and sex trafficking of young people in Minnesota. Um, in fact, this recognition led to the passes of the Safe Harbor for Youth Act in 2011. Um, what has been more apparent is that individuals, regardless of age, uh, regardless of uh, uh, any other uh, uh, status, uh, demographic, um, uh, any other groups, uh, experiencing homelessness and those struggling with substance use disorders are particularly vulnerable to exploitation and trafficking. And of course, we shouldn't forget that there are other factors such as mental health issues, mm -hmm. uh, economic instability, poverty, uh, lack of social support, uh, involvement in criminal justice system, experience in foster care system, gender identity, sexual orientation, race, immigration status. These all can increase individuals' vulnerability and susceptibility to human trafficking and exploitation. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why it's so critical to acknowledge and address these intersections so we can better understand the complexities of human trafficking and exploitation and develop more comprehensive strategies to address these in a very holistic manner. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think one of the things that sticks out for me um, in some of the things that you've just brought up is the intersection of a lot of these different social issues. Um, and what I find in the conversations I find myself in is how it seems like a lot of government entities tend to silo that work. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just really, to me, um, emphasizes the importance of the work that you do and being able to connect with all those different areas within our government entities.
Hey, let's take a quick break here, you two. Uh, this is Native Roots Radio presents Minneapolis Air with guest host Kristen McDonald. We'll be right back after this short break. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis Air. Air stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's native communities. Minneapolis Air dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis Air on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Are you thinking about college? Consider checking out Minnesota Private Colleges. These 18 nonprofit institutions keep the focus on students with small classes and professors who will get to know you. You'll find students from all backgrounds, and no two colleges are alike. And when it comes to cost, they're more affordable than you think. Find the college that's right for you at mnprivatecolleges.org slash possible. mnprivatecolleges.org slash possible. Life can be hectic. Sometimes the pressure can feel like too much. And the emotions can be overwhelming. Hennepin County's COPE Mobile Crisis Response is here to listen and help you find a way through whatever is going on in your life. Call 612-596-1223 for no-cost crisis support anytime, anywhere in Hennepin County. That number is 612-596-1223. February is AM 950 Listener Appreciation Month. We can't run the station without you, and we wanted to show you how much we appreciate you listening to us. How it works is pretty simple. Throughout February, we'll ask you to like posts on Facebook, sign up for our e-newsletter, and call into the shows. When you do, you'll have a chance at winning prizes like gift cards to restaurants, tickets to our listener appreciation events, and much more. It's our way of thanking you for being a listener to AM 950. You are appreciated. Thanks from everyone at the Progressive Voice of Minnesota, AM 950. I'm Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and you are listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the city of Minneapolis. Oh, darn, I thought we were going to howl. <laughs> hey, this is, <laughs> this is Minneapolis Air, uh, American Indian Relations with guest host Christine McDonald, and we are on the final segment here, and it's been so interesting, so, so interesting. Take it away. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. Um, I have just a couple more questions I want to ask Sunu about related to prevention. Um, Sunu, what should or could the community be doing to ensure that they are not victimized? What a great question, Christine, and a million-dollar question, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I say this, that we each hold a very important role in preventing human trafficking and exploitation of all kinds. Um, The initial step involves just recognizing and acknowledging that this happens, right? For the longest time, I think we were in denial and, and there are still some people who are in denial that this is an issue here in Minnesota. People think that this happens somewhere else and this does not happen here in our backyard. But, th- but this is happening in our backyard and acknowledging 
and and uh, uh, acknowledging that is the first initial step, right? And beyond awareness, um, we must provide support to victims and survivors, foster collaboration, some of the uh, names that I mentioned, especially within the city enterprise and collaborations outside of the city enterprise with service providers, survivors, victims, um, the many community-based organizations, it's essential. And empowering individuals with knowledge. Um, these are basically some of the things that we can do, but most importantly, um, we must and should and continue to actively engage in um, addressing root causes such as systemic barriers um, that limit, that have been limiting certain groups of people from reaching their full potential. And only by implementing these strategies, um, we can realize our vision, the city's vision where everyone feels safe um, and has the uh, necessary tools and equipments and the opportunity to thrive and uh, thereby reducing their vulnerability to exploitation and trafficking. Thank you. Um, so your, your work is so very important. Do you do workshops for the community? Um, how can a resident become more aware of your work? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I have been actively uh, engaging, engaged with community groups um, uh, from the moment I joined the city on June 18th, 2018. Um, and I have been meeting people in groups. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one engagement with individuals. Um, we've not uh, uh, named them as workshops, but if there is an interest, I'm certainly open to organize one. Um, all folks need to, to do is email me, call me, and um, ask me um, when um, they would want one or when we can plan for one. Mm -hmm. um, and um, although REIB is still a new department, we've migrated uh, some of the work that used to be housed in the city coordinator's office, which is where I used to be before I migrated into this new department. Um, we've also migrated some of the contents from the city coordinator's office to REIB's website. Um, it is still uh, under construction, but people can uh, find additional information, learn about this great initiative in the city, and also download the blueprint, which we have called a holistic response to human trafficking and exploitation of framework for action for the city. So people can download the blueprint there, read more about it. Um, and if they have any question, they can call me, uh, email me, and schedule one-on-one -on -one or workshops. If, if they so uh, choose to. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today and being a guest on the show. Um, I learned some things um, and I really appreciate the work that you do. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for the time. Wow. That was awesome. Uh, get to we we're uh, learning so much here on our on our uh, show, and what a great job, and what a bunch of great guests. Yeah, this is this is awesome. This is uh, for what I envisioned this radio show to do. This is what it what it is to try to find things in the city that our community might not be aware of, and provide mm -hmm. more information for them. 
Um, and I just felt like this was timely. You know, we had the march today and being able to connect and find out what work the city is doing. I myself was not even aware of the way the different departments, so many different departments across the city have their hands in um, mm. human trafficking work and prevention. Right. Right. It's really it's it's uh, really great news. And like you said, it's mm -hmm. to amplify what's happening and and uh, the support that we're getting and, uh, and giving you guys are giving. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a couple other things that I want to bring up um, that I feel that are equally as important for our community to know about. Um, we have the Partnership Engagement Fund. Uh, the city's Partnership Engagement Fund is now open for application. It is open for community organizations, groups, and individuals, and they can apply for funding for small-scale, meaningful projects. So if you ever had an idea and thought, I wanted to do this thing, and if I had just this little bit of money, I could do it, and I could impact my community and help my community be a safer, better, healthier place, this would be something that you would want to do. There's a total of a million dollars that is going to be allocated for about 40 projects, so potentially 25000 each. Uh, the deadline to start the application for the Partnership Engagement Fund is February 19th. Um, and we're also seeking community volunteers to review the application. So there's a little bit of capacity building in there for folks in the community who want to learn more about doing grant writing, grant review. Um, you can get more information at MinneapolisMN.gov backslash partnership fund, or you can text 612-321-8649. Or you can email partnershipfund at minneapolismn.gov. Another important thing that is coming up is Urban Scholars Paid Summer Internships are no, now open for application until March 4th. I feel um, it's really important for us to have representation in this group of youth that come to do work within the city of Minneapolis. Um, I would love to see some of the youth that I know working in the departments across the city over the summer. The Urban Scholars application for paid summer internships is now open. This program invites college students and graduate students who want to work in the public sector. Apply by March 4th. The Urban Scholars Program works towards an equitable workforce with leadership that reflects our community. Um, the goals are to provide leadership and professional development training, high quality resume building work experience, guidance and opportunities to grow a meaningful professional network. And you can get more information on the city website by searching for Urban Scholar or you can call 311. And then I think the other thing that I just want to reiterate is that our conference is happening on Saturday. I hope maybe both of you have time to come through and check it out. There are so many exciting things to come and see. It's an opportunity uh, to visit with folks. You can meet city leaders. Um, you can meet representatives from different city departments, as well as community organizations. Um, can't emphasize enough that it's free. It's a free event this Saturday, February 17th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Um, doors open at 9 a.m. Wow, great job, great show. And I can't wait to see uh, my former student, uh, Misko, dancing there yes, and uh, in the food. Yeah, it's definitely. Hey, this has been a great show. This has been Native Roots Radio presents 
Minneapolis Air, America-Indian Relations with guest host Christine McDonald. Hey, we'll see you all tomorrow. Great show. We'll be back tomorrow. Yep.